Hello guys, good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Um, It is evening here right now, but obviously I don't know when you're going to listen to this podcast, so I thought I would... Um, <laughs> yeah, um, I just started the podcast with good morning guys, and then I realised that it's not quite morning, so I deleted it again. I certainly need some sleep, but again, I kind of at the moment, until I get more plays, kind of work to the um to the plan or not plan um of being spontaneous and just sharing when things are on my heart possibly if i get more more plays or maybe i need to really do it to get more plays i don't know um eventually i'm possibly thinking of doing it faithfully twice a week to in a certain in a certain you know on a certain day at a certain time, um, which is harder because right now I'm just literally going where my heart takes me or where the Holy Spirit takes me, I guess. Um, today's podcast episode, I think, very much comes out of just arriving back from my, I guess we would call it life group, um, a home group midweek group, connect group, um, Bible study group, whatever it is that you would call it, we call it G1C, which is God First Community, God First being the name of our church, communities, obviously, is the groups, because we believe that really, Sundays are great, but Sundays are like the, the kind of, it's, it's more than Sundays, I'm just trying to, um, I think Sundays are the they're the backbone really, but if you want to go deeper, you can't just turn up on a Sunday. I think midweek meet meetings and things like that are are crucial. Um and for me it's all about living in community. I come at the idea of living in community from quite a different standpoint than most other Christians in that when I was in my five-month Bible school or discipleship training school in Germany, I actually properly lived in community. Not just, okay, when I say not just, I don't belittle uh, what we do now because you know, it's a completely different dynamic. But it wasn't us meeting two, three times a week to, you know, catch up with each other um, and, and do life together. But it was it was a general um, people living together in a, in a shared house, in a shared space, about 20 people. There were couples who had their own little flat, but the kitchen was shared the living spaces were shared. I don't know if some of the couples had their own bathrooms. I cannot tell you. I've not been to their house. Actually, I don't think they did. I don't know. I really don't know. Anyway, be that as it may, um, we had this massive living space, a big, biggish kitchen, a big dining room, um, a teaching room, but we also had some other activities in there. 
the basement was for the service, but also for other little events that we were having on. And then also the um, there was a little prayer room in the attic. You had to crawl. It was literally, to me, it always depicted humility and like hidden away with God because it was in this tiny little room upstairs, like really high up the stairs in the attic. And you had to literally crawl in and it was really tiny. And there were cushions and stuff, but there wasn't really a place to sit, like, comfortable. Well, not, there weren't any chairs, just little cushions. And it was very much hidden away. And looking back, I wish I had made more um, use of that prayer room. But anyway, all this to say, I also shared a room with three other girls. A dormitory and when you do that you have to be there is so much it's character shaping and it's you know it's compromising it's the three other girls who were extremely artistic and creative making sure that the floor space was free for me as a blind person to fairly safely get to my bed it was two girls who wanted to stay up and chat having to be mindful of us other two girls who wanted to sleep. It was agreeing which room was used by whom in our quiet time. It it really was, it really was character shaping. It was me who was a bit of a hoarder and a bit of a, a messy. At that point, my husband thankfully taught me differently now, but it was me who was a bit of a messy living with, a completely organised person having to share a space with it. It was, you know, all that stuff. Agreeing who was going to use the bathroom first, etc., etc. I, that is, I mean, that is the ultimate living in community. Would I do it again? Yes. Hand on heart, I would. Because it it's, challenging but it's also um you get to pray together you get to eat together you get to um you get to um you know be on a rotor to cook for the whole the whole 20 people who live there and possible guests um you get to be put into teams um a lot of the the students in that five-month DTS were doing maintenance work on the house as, like, serving serving the house that we live in. I wasn't able to do that, obviously, so I was, I was blessed to be able to do some translations um, for, like, the international newsletter and stuff. Uh, that was a real blessing for me. I really do you know, look back with fondness. Anyway, I, I, I digress a bit because I realise I'm talking about community as a whole. So with um, our church now meeting regularly as a community, I love that. I love the buzz that it, it gives me being with people who are like-minded um, in that they love Jesus just like you do. Um, A couple of years ago, Gosh, I think it'll be four years this year. That is scary. <laughs> anyway, be that as it may. Um, 
we went on a weekend away with our church, which was amazing, and we get to do it again uh, this year. And anyway, the the speaker said that in Christianity, you get to be in the same room with people that maybe otherwise you wouldn't be in the same room with because you don't maybe have a lot in common, um, you know, in the natural, but you have one thing in common, and that is the biggest thing, and that's Jesus. So... In our, in our, well, I'm going to call it life group or midweek group, we have about 12 people now. We're not all the same age. We're not all in the same stage of life. We, we're not all on the same, we're not all moving at the same pace in terms of growing with God. But we all love Jesus and we all love each other and the, the unity is amazing. Have there been a few misunderstandings and miscommunications yes but generally every time I come away from those evenings I I feel refreshed whether it's a bible study whether it's just prayer time together and worship whether it's us eating together and just having a relaxed time it doesn't matter what it is it's always refreshing so I guess what I'm trying to say here is you cannot do this Christian life by yourself. You may think, well, I've got God. He can change me. He can help me. I go to church. That'll do. God knows me best. Why would I need somebody else? Well, what I will say to that is that you are not by yourself. You are one member of a global body. And you need others to uplift you. Others have different gifts to you. So you may be somebody who hears God's voice really clearly. But you may not have the gift of, you know, teaching the, the word. Or you may not have the the, you know just the other gifts that that people have um but whether it be hospitality or serving um you you may hear you know god's voice but you may not be great at sort of sharing the gospel with your friends you need people who can help you you know sharpen that gift but also you know who can serve you and who you can serve. You need, there's this Bible verse that says, like iron sharpens iron, so one sharpens the countenance of another. So I guess it's just like we're sharpening each other up um, to become more spiritually useful to God and, and more, you know, more like Jesus. We get to challenge each other and yet love each other so much that the challenge won't hurt because you can know that when someone challenges you, they have your best at heart. You encourage each other, you share your struggles and your joys with each other. Um, the Bible says you weep with those who weep, you rejoice with those who rejoice. And I think, you know, 
the Christian life isn't a life to be lived by yourself with God. Um, it's not even a life that should be lived with you, your spouse and God. You need the body of Christ to encourage you, to challenge you, to share things with. And also what I found again today, which I find every time we read the Bible together, I mean, we all need to read the Bible by ourselves and pray and, you know, um, learn to understand the Bible. But there is something about reading with other people. Everyone grabs it grasps that word from a different angle. Everyone will have a different thing that jumps out at them. Everyone will contribute a different thought to it. And it makes the word so much more rich and meaty. And you 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 just learn so much. You get you gain so much insight in what this word could mean. And and it's amazing. Um, you know, and also I guess everyone reads in a different version. So you get the different versions and you get the different insights from everybody. It's almost like you look at the different facets of the Bible and you discuss it and you, you share your life experiences. Oh my gosh, it is, it's amazing. It's, it's enriching. You would miss that if you weren't in community. Um, you, like I said before, you, you serve each other. We have people in our group who are amazing at hosting and cooking. I love hosting and making drinks, but our cooking leaves something to be desired. But we love praying for other people. We get, I get a lot out of the Bible. And I'm quite active contributing. Not all of it will make sense. Not all of it will, you know, be super wise. Um, sometimes I feel like I say a bit too much, but I think, you know, we get to contribute, we get to share our gifts. Um, some people may be creative and might find a way of, um, you know, organising an event where you can invite your unsaved friends to. Um, so literally everyone has a gift to contribute and a talent an ability, a spiritual gift, a gift that you think is more natural gift, like, you know, for example, organisation or hosting, but actually serving is a spiritual gift and can be totally used to God's glory. So really, there is so much to be experienced from being in a community. And I think the Bible says it is more blessed to give than to receive how do you know that? How do you experience that if you only experience receiving from God when and you don't experience giving to others and receiving from others? And at the end of the day, God uses people. And you know what? <laughs> the more people you are in community with, the more you can give and you can receive. Now, obviously, there's different different depths and dimensions of, of community, which I'm not going to go into, but I guess even Jesus had 
his like the crowd who kind of followed him he had 70 that he sent out he had his 12 that he was always with and then he had three he was especially close with who witnessed like his biggest moments and his hardest moments sort of like you know biggest moments like the transfiguration or biggest moments when he raised this little girl from the dead but also hardest moments of just before he was crucified in the garden and he only took you know his three really close ones and so I think so same with us we we have our church and like the wider body of Christ and we have maybe our home group or our life group or whatever you call it that is like our, our, our 12 and then you have like a couple of friends we call them threes um where you know you can pray you can challenge each other not everyone is allowed to challenge me not everyone is allowed to ask me the questions that maybe I don't want to be asked only you know some really few select people can do that so there's different levels of of like community um but they're all important they're all vital for us to grow so if you're listening to this and maybe you're on the fringe of a church or you're not even in a church or you're in a in a in a home group but you're not 100% committed to a home group or life group or you're you're in a home group but you you'd like to grow deeper and you might want to find those couple of people that that you know you want to be in your inner in your inner circle <clears throat> honestly it's so worth it it's like it's probably county county cultural I can speak today. Yes, I can't edit this. I'm sorry. Countercultural, because a lot of us just kind of like, yeah, but this is my privacy. I'm gonna let you know if you imagine a house. I'm gonna allow God into my kitchen because it's nice and tidy. I wanna allow God in my front room, but am I gonna allow God in my messy bedroom? I don't know about that. At the end of the day, having people asking you the questions you don't want to be asked is a bit like allowing God into the messy rooms in your life but that's exactly where you grow that's where growth happens and if you want to grow in in your faith quite honestly that's what it takes I've always wanted to serve God with the gifts I have but God spoke to me recently because there's been a lot of change happening in me for the better in the last month or two even and God spoke to me and he said you know Obviously, serving is good, but I want you to grow in maturity. Because if you're, if if I'm, I mean, you wouldn't give a tool to a child because the child may not know how to use the tool properly. But you, you know, you, you can have the tool, but you need to learn how to use it in its proper context. So... Community does that. Community grows you so that you can grow in character and that God can entrust you with more of that gift that you have and with a, a greater awareness of, of him and a greater sort of um, ability to use that gift for his glory. And I think, if I'm completely honest with you, if... I've always, I've always been able to hear God's voice fairly clearly for other people. <clears throat> but if 
someone would allow me to go in front of a church and, and kind of give a word 13 years ago. And somebody would have come up to me afterwards saying, that what was amazing, that really spoke to me. Would I have taken the glory? Would I have gone, oh my gosh, I'm amazing? I would say, yes, I would have. Today, when that happens, I just see it as the biggest honour to be used by God. You know, praying for our friend Saskia, by the way, apologies, she's no longer with me in these episodes. She's gone back to Germany now. You know, praying for my best friend that I've known since school, seeing her transformed. I wasn't going, wow, look at me and Gav, how spiritual are we? How super spiritual, amazing are we? I was like thinking, flip me, what a privilege it is. What a humbling thing, but an an honouring thing it is for us to be used just after the year began to pray for someone that we've loved for a decade in my case, a decade and a half nearly, it's a privilege to be used, you know, instead of taking her to someone that we don't know, that we could do that in our own home and see her transformed. There is flipping nothing like it, and I'm not joking, I'm not exaggerating. And so I think with, 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 with you know, walking with God and with community, comes eventually maturity and humility and then God can use us more and more but growing and becoming more humble you can't do that I mean okay let's face it God could just go with his finger and we would be transformed but he chooses to work mainly through people and that's an honor because it means that Yes, he uses people to shape you, but it also means that he will use you to shape others and to bless others. And that's a blessing. That's an honour. And you won't experience that honour unless you're in community. Because not anyone will allow you to come alongside them and, I don't know, pray something off of them that has been plaguing them for years. Or healing you know asking for healing I know a lot of people and this is me being completely honest random people who come up to me and ask me to if they can pray for my eyes as if being blind defines me whereas I can go to my local community in my church and I can tell them exactly what my prayer requests are now don't get me wrong please don't get me wrong I am not against people praying for my eyes. By the way, I will talk about healing and how I feel another day. But you can do that. But if you really know me, you know what's really on my heart. What I really would like God to sort out before he sorts out my eyesight. Because you don't know my life. And so I think I'm all for healing services and people praying for, you know, people spontaneously if the spirit moves them but I think sometimes people just jump and kind of look with their natural eyes oh my gosh look at her she's got a cane she's blind let's pray for her 
well-meaning, I'm not doubting that, but yeah, I think people who really know you, I think they have, they are allowed to speak into your life, they are also allowed to be the ones that, I think sometimes if you walk through things with someone and then God uses you to really, you know, transform them, there is nothing like it. I believe me, I even if I was on the ministry team in the big ministry and I would see a lot of people, people deliver it that I don't know, there is nothing like seeing someone... I'm actually going to cry on my podcast. There's nothing like seeing someone that you've known for years, who for years spoke a certain way about themselves. And she will not mind me saying this because she... Is the, was the first to share it. For someone who used to loathe themselves and used to say negative things, used to not care about themselves, used to have fears, used to sound tired and deflated. and For someone like that, and you suddenly witness them changing what they say about themselves, you suddenly see them growing their faith to such an extent that things happen in their own lives that never happened before. Um, if you witness someone who would be crying every time you'd say goodbye to them, suddenly going, I miss you, but I don't feel sad. If If you... If you then after a week of, a week after you've prayed for them and you've witnessed that miracle, you you are on Skype with them and they sound different. Despite a hard day of work, they sound bubbly and energetic, not dreary and exhausted like they used to. Guys, there's nothing like it. There is nothing like it. But if you don't let people in, you will never experience that. You'll never experience that. And if you're faithful with little things, like supporting someone through a tough time, God's going to give you bigger things, eventually, if you're faithful with it. But again, you need community to really support you and help you grow. And you will support them and help them grow. And it's the best feeling in the world to encourage someone and to be to be encouraged is great but to encourage someone and seeing them really feel more peace after you've encouraged them there is nothing like it so like I said and I know this has been a long one I didn't quite mean for this to be that long if you are not sure about community I mean, why, why, why wouldn't you? It could interfere with your privacy, but look, give it give it a chance because you may find that by letting people in, you let God more in and you grow. And then you help them to grow. They might discover a little blind spot in you and challenge you lovingly and you grow. You may see a blind spot in them and you lovingly challenge them and you see them grow. It's the most rewarding thing in the world.
So there you go. That's me, my rambling for the day. Um, thank you to those who are listening to my podcast and sharing it. We are on Spotify. I am on Spotify. I don't know whether I say we are. I think it's because Saskia has been with me for the last three episodes. I am on Spotify. I am on Apple Podcasts. It's kind of scary that my voice can be heard on so many platforms. <laughs> um, I'm going to share my Spotify link on Facebook in, in in a second. Because I think a lot of people do listen to Spotify. So I'm gonna send I'm gonna post that in a minute on my page as well as my profile. Um I think I'm on Google Podcast, I'm on uh, something else, I can't remember. I'm on quite a few different platforms. So thank you so much for listening. Again, I w- I'm sorry I haven't figured out how to copy the um link into the description for the audio messages. But if you want to audio voice message me, go for it. You are more than welcome. And if you want to, I'm going to put my email. I don't know why I didn't do that before. I'm going to send up put my email address into the description this time, as well as my um Twitter handle, which I'm thinking of using Twitter a little bit bit, bit more again. Um, because I'd love to interact with you guys. So anyway, um, I'm going to be putting my podcast out a bit more on Twitter and Facebook, etc, etc. So thank you for listening. Be blessed. Be encouraged by what I said. Um, and I shall speak to you soon. <laughs>